We are coming to you with the unspoken words. This is a Red Road Perspective. With humility, experience, reflection, and that unique style of indigenous humor, we discuss the issues that affect our mind, body, spirit, and emotional well-being as natives in recovery. Wobriety. Community, accountability, transparency, and service work. Uh, hey, 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 oh my god, I hit record. You actually hit record this I time? Hit record. Let's go. Let's go. Let's go. Unspoken words episode 59 is in the house. Who's who who wears fifty nine? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I was really it's not to, Buck Williams, we know Buck that. Williams. <laughs> Buck Williams was what was he, forty something? Uh, yeah. I think he was like forty two, wasn't he? Was he? Was he that long ago? Buck Williams? Yeah, he's that? Buck 17 Williams weeks seems ago? pretty fresh. Dang. 17 weeks ago. Seven. Oh, okay. He wore 52. Dude, that was like May. Yeah. <laughs> that was like, man, that's what I said. We had, that was Buck Williams was on the episode. Man, now it's taking me forever to find uh, him. That's okay. Oh, his name is Cossum Reed. All right, Cossum Reed episode number 59. The Cossum Reed episode. Uh-huh, hey. I never. I don't know who he Who's is either. I don't know. I don't know. You are number fifty nine. I just googled him. Right, no, fifty nine. Costume. I'm sorry. I'm probably butchering the word. I know. It's right now. And then I just repeated you too. Right, <laughs> case him or something. His way off. Uh, Casey, Casey. <laughs> all right, over here to my right, he's all the way from Arrow Creek, the resident sensei shooter, JC McGavin, your favorite. Indian JC say what's up yo what's up and over here to my right he ain't even trying to preach all the way from LG the pod Gotti Randy B say what's up hello 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 right on right on right on and special guest tonight coming all the way from Crow Agency correct uh Ada Morrison aka Magoo that's right ah, Magoo. thanks for being what's here up? Thanks for being here. It's really Thank good. You. I am so very happy. <laughs> I'm so happy to be here. I'm so very happy to be here. I'm not coming to America. <laughs> right on. And you know me. Mo hugs, not drugs. In the house. Yeah, pretty good. Pretty good. Yeah. Mr. Arrow yeah. Creek. <laughs> oh, thank you. Thank you. <laughs> Mr. Pacifier. So. Dollar Tree going up a quarter. Yeah. It's horrible. What? It's Terrible they, news. Do you think they'll call it the dollar 25 tree? The dollar and a quarter tree. Dollar quarter tree. <laughs> quarter tree. <laughs> so that means you can only get four things for five. One bucks. and a quarter tree. One and a quarter. <laughs> One and a quarter. <laughs> one 25 cent tree. I don't know. The one and one fourth tree. Man, that's... Uh, <laughs> I don't know. That can almost took my Christmas joy when I heard that. That news. just takes like the whole thing of the Dollar Tree, bro. I well, know. It's like you might, might, as well not even, might as well just like do some other kind of marketing campaign because you can't call yourself a dollar store anymore. Uh-uh. Like when I first started going to Family Dollars, like I literally thought they were dollar stores and I was surprised that they were like stuff Higher. more than a dollar. yeah, yeah. yeah. Hey, that know, threw me off, you know. I'm like, that ain't a dollar. 
Yeah, you remember that one? Remember that one in uh, that used to be in West Park Plaza? Six, uh, six, uh, six star, yeah, six, six star. That's and, what it was and called. And their yeah. thing was nothing in there was over six bucks, but that was a lie. Yeah, was it a lie? Yeah. Uh, now they got the young. ones. Uh, what they called five below? They you know, called five, five belows. Below? Yeah, mm-hmm. everything is five and below. Huh. Oh. I didn't even hear about it. My daughter is the one that. Like, oh, she educated you. I want to go to Five Below, Dad. <laughs> I'm like, okay, where'd you get that? TikTok. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Where oh, that? I was going to say, where are the, where's it at? But yeah. it's, it's on TikTok. On TikTok, somewhere else. Well, it was at Minnesota, too. Oh, is it? Yeah. Did you check it out? No, we did previously, but. Oh. Yeah. Five Below, coming to a neighborhood, neighborhood near neighbor you. Here. Neighbor here. Neighbor. <laughs> <laughs> So, um, we're going to get into our little game here. Two truths and a lie. Are you guys ready? Absolutely. That's a lie. <laughs> are you ready? All right. You know it. All right, our guest is ready. JC, are you ready? That's a lie. <laughs> Josiah, are you ready? <laughs> I'm ready. Are you ready? <laughs> what time is it? <laughs> Ada Magoo, are you ready? <laughs> Ada Magoo, what's your lie? <laughs> Tell us your lies. <laughs> oh, just lies, this one. <laughs> All she does is lie to us. <laughs> just a liar. <laughs> like uh, Thomas's grandma, remember? She just lies to you. No, yeah. she's kidding, but she, she just mean to you, remember? Yeah. <laughs> She's just mean to you. I'm all paranoid. I'm all paranoid. I think I'm just making sure I got two truths and a lie here. I'm not telling all lies here. I'm running out of truth. I know. I'm running out of truth. <laughs> <laughs> running out of truth. <laughs> lie all day, but I'm running out of truth. <laughs> it's like, I hate this game. I'm running out of truth. <laughs> all right, here we go. Here we go. Um, I, bag, I bagged ice for a summer. I've gotten five MIPs. I karaoke at Empire. Empire Bar, huh? Empire Bar didn't have a karaoke. Oh. Yeah, it didn't have a karaoke. <laughs> are you sure? <laughs> are you sure, are you sure it was a karaoke machine? Or you just well, in I was singing there. <laughs> you just hammered in the corner by yourself, huh? <laughs> just singing away. <laughs> I'm for sure I was singing there. Oh, what were you singing? I got friends in place. I was singing some CCR. Everybody was bumping. She saw right through that. I know. I know. That didn't have no karaoke. Empire didn't have no karaoke. That's baloney. <laughs> Snapped and jumped all over that one. So yeah, that's the lie. I never karaoke that empire. Uh, yeah, but the other ones are true. Yeah, I got five MIPs, minor in possessions under my belt. 
Oh, holy cow. <laughs> yeah, I was a busy teenager. Where did you get caught at here in but town? But that was from like 18 to 21. Here in town? Yeah, here in town. I had like two in the city and then three in county. So I never had to like go to treatment. Like oh. if they were all in the city or all in the county, then I would then I would have had to do treatment. So. Oh, how many do you get? I think like four and you have to go to treatment. Oh, okay. But now today... You get an MIP, you got to go do a CD eval, and then they go off of the CD eval. It's like a DUI, basically. Really? Yep. MIP, you got to go get a CD eval. They curved down on those a lot? Yep. Because I was, I mean, pre-pandemic, I was doing CD evals for youth that had MIPs. Chemical dependency evaluations. They're called SUDs now, aren't they? CD evals. Are they? Substance use disorder. Oh, we, I thought still, it was a seemingly using, unimportant decision. Huh? We're still using CDO. Or, oh, really? Yeah, chemical dependency. Substance use disorder? disorder. Yeah. Said. Yeah, maybe. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Is that what they're using? Yeah, the CD is the chemical dependency evaluation when you go okay, in and okay. answer all the questions yeah. and stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You must have too much prison programming because that's a seemingly unimportant decision. <laughs> seemingly unimportant. <laughs> All these acronyms for different organizations. Okay. All right. Who's next? Who's next? Who's My favorite color is supersonic green. I can juggle. <laughs> why? 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 He pictured me up. <laughs> so he you tearing it up. <laughs> those, those bowling pins. They're <laughs> like on fire. <laughs> <laughs> the crowd's going crazy. <laughs> hey, put one out real quick. <laughs> oh, shoot. <laughs> He didn't even give you a chance. <laughs> he just laughed. <laughs> okay, there was the third one. <laughs> oh, shoot. Oh, <laughs> I met Rodney A. Grant from Dances with Wolves. Mm. No. Um, okay, so. Which one is he? Wind in his hair? It's the yeah, first one. Yeah, crazy it's horse. It's the first one. It's the first one. I say juggling. <laughs> <laughs> I hope you can juggle, bro. <laughs> I, I really want you to be able to juggle. There's, there's, there's five tall cans right there. <laughs> no, the, the lies. Uh... I can juggle. <laughs> oh, man. You like supersonic green? I've never seen you wear supersonic green. <clears throat> the, the, little, the little, the like, it's like one spot. And then look at my my boots. Yeah, it's just, So it's like, it's like a little known fact, uh, but it, it really is like right. my, remember the old supersonic? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Remember yeah, the Seattle like supersonics? Yellow? Remember that green? Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, what is it? Like forest green? That's like my yeah, favorite yeah. color. 
Like that's mm-hmm. really what I I knew he liked the Sonics. So yeah. that was I knew that, that is like that particular green is like my favorite. I would have mm-hmm. said red. Yeah, I wear a lot of red though. Yeah. But yeah, that's why I was like, that's a lie. But so I really I, yeah. I, I really wanted you to be able to juggle. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> this guy didn't even give me a chance. <laughs> I was just singing like those little like remember those miniature balls you get from the corner machine? He ran to the extreme <laughs> professional <laughs> juggling. It's <laughs> like juggling ten bowling pins going off. <laughs> so, yeah, way up there too. Where'd you where'd you meet? What's his name at? Um a couple I think we met him here somewhere here and then also met him at um my dad was at a conference in Denver and there was this bar down there. But me and um the current secretary, we were really close, like, growing up. So I think it was either Levi or his, one of his brothers. We went down, and we got Shirley Temples, and he was there, like, just mm. sitting at the bar. Mm. Oh, nice. He wasn't, I don't remember him being, like, drunk or anything, but. Oh, yeah. But he signed our, um, I didn't know, yeah, it was Levi. He signed our, uh, like, he signed a piece of paper for us, Rodney A. Grant. Nice. Yeah. Okay, I I seen him at Chamawa. He came to Chamawa one time for a they call it like a assembly or whatever. Yeah, yeah. But he didn't get too far into that. Why did people start heckling him? No, well he came out and he said <coughs> he said oh ho. And I told you guys about this, didn't I? Huh. When he came to Chamawa and we were all in the auditorium and he came out and he said oh ho. And you know, a couple of us we recognize that word, so yeah. we, nobody like started laughing and ah, yeah, you know. But a couple of people kind of, <laughs> yeah. And he just went off, bro. He's like, I don't know what's wrong with you, young people today. You know, I come out here speaking my language, you know. And for in his language, it was a greeting, but for like us, you know, it means thank you, right? Yeah. yeah. So that's and then he just went off about you know saying we were disrespecting him and Dang. straight from the wow. gate. Isn't he a short guy too? Yeah, he was. Wasn't too he? He must have been having a bad day. He must have been. Man, you guys are probably at the tail end of his speaking tour, and he was just like had it. Just had it with you, ungrateful <clears throat> little Indian kids. <laughs> <laughs> just told you guys <laughs> off. Just, yeah, and with the, man, they got they, then him and this other kid. You know, he stood up and said something like, "Well, you talk a lot about respect, but you know, we, you don't seem to have any." Yeah, problems. I remember yeah. you telling us on the okay. show previously. Was you should have jumped up and said, <laughs> "Sumani tutanka owachi lelo." Sumani He said, "I am your friend. <laughs> don't you see me?" <laughs> Can't you see I'm your friend? Yeah. <laughs> anyway, yeah, so I, he was, yeah, he, I don't know, maybe he was having a bad day, but he didn't give us a chance, bro. He heard that little couple of people kind of chuckle in the audience and just took off from huh. there. What if Chumawa stiffed him? Well, he didn't even do anything yet. They probably paid him before he got, he went up there and, and, then he could and just he say looked whatever. at it and it was like $100. He was wearing like a pinstripe suit, though. Oh, really? Yeah, like a pinstripe 
Yeah, he's probably that kid out there. Say you look like a pimp. <laughs> <laughs> That's what they said. Yeah, but anyway, yeah, just did have a bad experience with the um, first taste of celebrity. Yeah, zealous celebrity. <laughs> zealous. So uh, my uh, my next. I can go. Okay, yep, all right. I got this. Okay. All right, so we're we going got, uh, clockwise. Oh, <laughs> don't break the circle. Break the circle. <laughs> <laughs> I can't regain my composure. <laughs> all right, so we're doing two truths and one lie, right? Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Not all lies. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> we're not trying to guess. The, we're not going to. We're not trying to guess the biggest lie. <laughs> <laughs> okay. All right. Wait. I had it all in my head. Okay. So, um, I went to band camp. Uh, I got kicked out of Head Start. Oh. And I can't stand any kind of pet. Band camp. The pet. You can't stand any kind of pet because you're a cat lover. Say it, yeah. Yeah. Oh, that's one? That's yeah, she's the cat lady. You got yeah. kicked out of Head Start. I got kicked out. Of, officially, got kicked out of Head Start. Why? You mean like, I was making a little boy cry? I won too many times. Won too many times. <laughs> I was Just gonna say, okay, so you. like it wasn't like, hey, come back tomorrow. It's like, don't come back. No, they did. They gave me a couple chances. About the third one, I was like. You're yeah, out. you're out. You, you got, we gotta, we gotta protect this kid over here. <laughs> hey, how's that kid doing today? <laughs> Do you remember him? Yeah, I know who he is. I'm not gonna say his name. <laughs> Does he talk to you? Hey. I think he's a little traumatized. <laughs> uh, tell us his name. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> what does he do when he sees you today? Do you ever see him? Um, yeah, I do believe he lives in Pryor now. He did live in Crow at the time. Huh. Oh, yeah. mm, that kind of narrows it down. <laughs> I thought of like two or three people already. <laughs> just, just um, have to go up to those your your suspects and go boo. Mm-hmm. If they uh, flinch, it's like kindergarten. <laughs> head start. <laughs> oh, head start. <laughs> it's head start. Yeah. It's a head start. I've been to mouth before. And back <laughs> here, <laughs> where? I went. Where'd you, you go to start? <laughs> 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 Several times. <laughs> Get into your story. <laughs> Make it sound. Back in that start. <laughs> Make it sound all hard. I, know, <laughs> yeah, I punked him out before. Fazan, he's a sissy man. Good. When'd you punk him out? Fazan, head start. <laughs> 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 so where did you go to band? You went to band camp. Yeah, I went to band camp. Was through a scholarship and outside of our at the school of Lodgegrass. What'd you play? A clarinet. Still play? <laughs> no, <laughs> I'll take that as a no. <laughs> I wonder. Do you remember any of your like hot my humor? notes and yeah. stuff? No, I don't. I don't know. People will say if you maybe if you try it, it'll come back to you. Never tried When's it. The last time that's the only thing I used to play trombone. Back in oh really? Freshman. That's Fresh- probably the last time. Oh yeah. okay. I was usually thinking like A, B, C. <laughs> Not that high C. <laughs> 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 
this is fun. <laughs> this is a good one tonight. Yeah, this is a good one. Oh, okay. My my turn. Yep. All right. First yeah, one. Running out of truths. <laughs> running out of truths. Yeah. Uh, the first one is I got clothes lined off a horse. Uh, second one I saw a horse get hit by lightning. And the third one is I got hit by lightning. Did I ever tell you I was struck by lightning seven times? Back in Head Start. Back, back in, in the way from That guy on um, the, uh, Benjamin Button, remember? I never watched that. That movie threw me up. Did I ever tell you I got struck by lightning seven times? And they showed it. Like once he went out to check the mail and boom, <laughs> and he was just on his porch. Boom. <laughs> a couple other ones I can't remember, but he told him about all of them. Dang, I never watched that movie. Kind of creeped me out. I would say the lie is you got hit by lightning. I would say the second one. Saw a horse get hit by lightning. Yeah. Yeah, I didn't see a horse. I didn't see him get hit, but I saw the after effects. Oh, and. I guess maybe number three. Well, I didn't get hit. You know what ball lightning is? I think that's what it was. But there was a lightning storm behind my mom's, and we were sitting back there, and then boom. And it was like this big, like, it looked like a, like static. Like if you run your hand over a blanket. Yeah. And it's just like a wave. Kind of like a radioactive, like a. Oh, dang. Like like a, like like a, a field. Con- percussion, concussion. But man, I swear, man, it went right through us, and <laughs> like, I. Like I can hear kind it in my froze. I can hear it in my ears. <laughs> and then we were trying to run inside. We were trying to run inside, and I went around the corner and I just dropped. Boom! Yeah, like my body just wouldn't work. Yeah, and then we went inside. Kind of like getting hit by a taser. Yeah, I've never got hit by a taser, but they said the farther away the prongs are f- from each other, like that's how much electricity runs through you. Oh, so it was really hurt wicked. more. Yeah. So, like, the wider they are, like, the more. So, like, if the prongs, like, went to you kind of close, it would be, like, right there. But, the like, if it's, like, one, they usually try to get one up here and then one down there, like. Make it so go it through, can, all through your whole body, huh? Not through your whole body, but, like, so it, enough to disable you. Oh, uh, yeah. Mm. But after that, well, when I, when I, every time, and then that lightning, or that still lightning outside, but every time I see that flash, I can feel it. Yeah. Like, I would get, like, hot flashes or whatever. Kind of PTSD from it. No, I could feel That's it. That's whatever. Yeah. whatever Everyone's saying, <laughs> "Well, not, not now." Not now. At remember, the time. Like, the, like, remember, you feel that electricity. <laughs> <laughs> when your phone vibrates, it's like uh. a. <laughs> Make that sound (laughs) (laughs) No I believe you Because like This past spring I was out (laughs) No this <laughs> like, why did I tell them? <laughs> well, no, okay, so so check this out. That's and electricity don't mix. That's like about the fourth time I've ever gotten like like shock shocked. Dang. The other oh, time wow. or like like um 
remember those big plugins like on the back of a stove, yeah, or oven, yeah. And my grandma was trying to try, trying to trying to clean behind hers, and then she yeah. couldn't pull that plug out. She goes, "Can you reach back there and pull that out?" And I yeah. said, "Yeah." And me, the first thing I did was try to get you know get some leverage, and I stuck my fingers right on them prongs, and boom. Oh, oh man, it shot me straight up, but I kind of blacked out for a minute, and I came to, and I was sitting down, and I did the same thing, that, and my grandma and my little brother were like, are you okay, are you okay, and my, my grandpa came in, came into the kitchen, and he goes, what happened, and my grandma told him, and he goes, yeah, I don't know what he said, he's something, something along the lines of, you idiot, you're supposed to turn this off first, and hit the breaker box, and then just walked on through, <laughs> That explains a lot. And the other time, I got to tell you, this was too. The other time, my 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 dad's water pump. Yeah, yeah. I climbed down there, and he was he was kind of directing me to fix things. And he goes, "Did you turn off the power?" And I was like, "I don't know." And I reached in. I can't remember what I grabbed, but same thing. And he didn't give me a chance either. He goes, "You're supposed to turn it off first. And I was like, uh, "Down there." <laughs> Shaking, yeah, man. It was like, bro, I've been electrocuted a couple of times, and it's not fun ever. Uh, it's giving me anxiety. Oh, oh, that explains it. Oh, now I understand you. Now I know where you're coming from. It all makes sense. Now you know why you hear that humming noise. <laughs> 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 so what was the lie? You didn't see the horse get hit. No, I didn't see it get hit, but oh, okay. I seen him like man. That Dog, we forgot about that. <laughs> right through. Oh, and the thunder rose. Okay, enough of that. I start getting traumatized. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. All right, I think we're all warmed up. That's <laughs> yeah. some good material, yeah, man. That was good. That was good. All right, so if you, are you queued up there? Uh, hold on. He's <laughs> getting electrocuted over here. Ready? We're good. We're good. All right, so we're going to get into the interview portion of our episode this evening. So, DJ, hit me with that beat. Hey, yo, let's get into our topic. Yo, let's get into our topic. All right, all right, all right. Um, Unspoken Words, episode 59. We're here with Ada Morrison. And you are in the hot seat. We got some questions for you. And I'll throw the mic over to Mr. Your Favorite Indian. 59. Nail him. What's that on, dude? Uh, Shawshank Redemption. I don't even have cars on there. Oh. <laughs> oh. oh. I, I thought you were going to say that one movie with that one guy. No. He does that one thing. The electricity. <laughs> <laughs> He's like, it's on Thunderheart. <laughs> yeah. You got that one that, like, what do you call man, the vague show? <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> now I got, oh. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so. Um, I'd always say, you know, like, 
um i I keep it simple like can you just uh tell us a little bit about your you know how you were growing up like your exposure to (gasps) drugs and alcohol and how you kind of came to start using abusing and then maybe when you thought it might have been a problem oh okay okay yeah most definitely well i gotta say my childhood was good you know my mom she was, oh, I was raised by my mother, and she never did drink around me. She'd go out maybe, like, once a year, and she would leave us with, like, babysitters and stuff. So I was really never exposed to alcohol, to tell you the truth. Mm. And I really kind of started dipping into it when I was, I think I was probably about 13, 14, yeah. when I first got my first hit, you know, my first taste of alcohol and caught a buzz, and so I had, like, that feeling, whatever. And I really didn't get into that. Into the addiction until 2000, no, actually 1996 is when I first started. I was living up here in Billings. So I'd go out for on the weekends or whatever, you know, leave my kids with the babysitters. And then it turned into weekends, into days. Like then I wasn't going to college anymore. And then it just kind of escalated from there. And it got to a point where I lost my kids, I lost my home, lost my vehicles. And then after that, I just, I quit trying. You know, I tried to go to, I go to courts every now and then and try to get my kids back, but it was a lot easier to give up than to try. Yeah. So, yeah. So I just, basically I gave up. I just <coughs> didn't want to try anymore. And it was just, it was easier for me to stay drunk or stay high than to, it gave me a lot of reason not to think of my kids. It was kind of like out of sight, out of mind mm. type of thing. So, yeah, so whenever I thought of my kids, I would always either, you know, go look for a bottle or I'd go look for my next high. By that time, I was really into the dope. Back then, it was crank before it was, before it was meth. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. Okay. So I wouldn't say my childhood was bad. I actually had a good childhood. Okay, and then, like, so when you were 13, then who, how'd you come across it or just your friends? Just well, it was just, a, yeah, it was my friends, well... Yeah, it was just, I think it's because there's really nothing to do on a reservation. Yeah. You know what I mean? And I went to school in Lodgegrass, like, from the time I was in first grade. And, of course, there's nothing to do down there, you know. You know, there was a lot of basketball playing and stuff and whatnot. But I don't know. I just, I really couldn't tell you how it started. I just know that <coughs> I liked the feeling of when I was drunk. So it just kind of gave me a euphoria. So it just kind of went from there. But I also think that I was I was given a lot back then. Like, I was pretty spoiled by my mom. Um, I had my first truck when I was in seventh grade. So I kind of mm-hmm. got away with a lot. So I was kind of pretty much too privileged, I would say. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. I wouldn't blame it on my mom. You know, she just did it out of love. But, um, yeah. It's just the choices that you made. It was my the, decisions, yeah. Yeah, that was yeah, the things def- that you were given. Yeah, yeah most definitely. Yep. That, um, <laughs> excuse me. <laughs> I say that makes a lot of sense, but, uh, like, when did you realize, like, it, like, were you able to stop when you wanted to, or was it like? There were so many numerous of times where I would quit, and mm. I was really all about, I was passionate, <coughs> I wanted to quit, you know, but then it was like a cycle, like two, maybe three months would go down, and then I would, that was it, you know, I've. I would just, I would give up again. Well, mm. I was done. Did, it, did that kind of make you realize, like, there was a problem? Or there was a cycle, like... yeah. It happened one time when I, I ran to my aunt. Um, she, was, she was my auntie mom. 
and she's still alive today. And I was really excited at that time. And I remember telling her, I was like, yeah, man, you know, I, I've quit for this long. I've been clean this long. And she turned around and looked at me. I was sitting in the back seat. And she was like, for how long this time? And uh, that really struck me. Mm-hmm. You know, that, that hurt my feelings. But yet yeah. it was the truth. It was like a slap in the face of truth, you know. Mm-hmm. And then I realized that I had a cycle that and what she was telling me was the truth. I would I would quit for so long, and then I would fall back again and go back to my old ways again. But by that time, I didn't have my kids at all. Uh, like they mm. were from, and they weren't in the foster system. They were with family, uh, which kind of gave me a peace of mind and probably a little bit too much peace of mind because yeah. then it made me not really want to get them back. Yeah, you know, they were with my dad mm-hmm. or with my mom or with my brother. You know, that sort of thing. Mm-hmm. So once you realized, like, that happened, did you ever try, like, true recovery? No. Like, no treatment? No, No, I went, I went, I was court-ordered back in 09 to MCDC. And I did go to Seven Hills down on the reservation on my own with Salford. And I did stay, I stayed clean for, like, three, four months, maybe, when I was done. Mm. And that was probably, like, the longest MCDC, not too much. It was like two months after I came back, and then I was, so yeah, fell off then. So like like I said, it was a cycle, and a lot of it was court-ordered, or just that once when I went to MCDC was the only time that I wanted to quit on my own. Yeah. Wow. And um, so like you, you never... Really went through recovery, I guess, like, which kind of leads me into my next question. Like, after experiencing that type of lifestyle, like, what or what influenced your decision to want to try sobriety? This last, this last, like, this last time. Yeah, like, like now, like, where you're at today, like, you know, with everything that you've accomplished. But, like, what really motivated you into making that type of decision that really changed your life like uh, what motivated you behind your like what's your why like why why did you quit then like why did you let's see <laughs> and what was myself. it and you know that was where i screwed up so many times in the past was because i would always tell myself well i'm gonna stop drinking and using because of my kids yeah or mm-hmm. then my grandkids came along oh i'm gonna stop drinking and using because i have this guy yeah, and it was always for the wrong reasons. Don't get me wrong; I love my babies, you know. Yeah, but I wasn't doing it for myself. Yeah. I didn't think I was worthy enough, but I knew that my kids were. But I forgot that I was also important back then, mm. you know. And yeah. that was a learning process. And I now I I realize that in order to recover, you have to do it for you. Yeah, before you can be there for your your loved ones. Strengthen yourself before That's you strengthen it. others. Yeah, most definitely. So, like, I guess, when was that decision made? It's funny you asked. It was made, I was sitting at the South Park when it was made. I was sitting with um, a couple of buddies of mine and sitting in a car, and I was really tired. I'm not talking about physically, but my spirit was definitely tired. Mm -hmm. And I remember sitting on the passenger side and looking out the window, and I was was thinking to myself, I'm done. I'm tired of the hustle. I'm tired of where my next high is going to come from or where my next bottle is going to come from or where I'm going to sleep tonight, you know? Yeah. You know, that sort of thing, because that was a everyday thing for 13 years. 
the only time I did get those is when I was in jail, you know. Mm. So that day, I asked um, a buddy of mine that was sitting in the car. She had a phone. I was like, I was like, hey, Lynn, can I use your phone? And she was like, yeah, sure, you know. She handed it to me, and I got off the I got off the car, and I called my daughter, and she was real happy to hear me. But this was kind of like a, well, here we go again type of thing, you know, yeah. kind of the conversation. She's heard it before. Yeah. And I was like, I'm ready to come home. She was like, okay. She was like, when do you want to come get me? Or when, when, when do you want me to come get you? And I was like, tomorrow. She was like, okay, are you sure? I said, yeah, I'll be here. And she was like, okay, for sure this time? I said, yeah. So that night, I got really high, got yeah. really drunk, you know, because yeah. I knew that that was, that was my last time. Mm. And I was done. When I knew I was done, I was like, done, done. I mean, I've said it before, but I knew that I was lying to myself. Yeah. But this last go around, I was completely sure. Yep. So when she picked me up, I was, I went cold turkey. I was wicked. Everything cold turkey. Ooh. Everything. I was high and drunk at the same time. <coughs> man. It's kind of, I don't know. I can identify with that. That's where like, man, for me, like when I hear like all kinds of excuses, I'm like, oh, you're not done yet. Yeah. Right. Because like me, I like I got high. And I, like, I woke up the next morning, like, day I drove treatment, like, I did the last time I did, like, I kept enough dope to keep me from, like, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, it's not enough yeah. to, like, get me spun out, but right. it was enough to, like, get me going yep. and get charged mm-hmm. up for the day. But then I also kept a bottle of MD so I could kind of nurse myself. Yeah, kind of, kind of level it out. Yeah, because I yep. knew that I had a long drive, right? Yep. Like, so, man, that, like, man, that is amazing. That's, like. You know, my dad was asking me a couple of weeks ago after church. We always go and eat at putts after church, and he was, so he asked me again. He was like, "So, what do you think brought you home like that?" And I was like, "I said I don't really know. You know, I couldn't put my 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 finger on yeah. it." He was, "I'll tell you what it is." He was like, "It was all those prayers we did for you, mm. we said for you," and that really <coughs> that really struck home. You know, yeah, because it was a feeling that just. Not only was my spirit tired, but there was just something that told me that it was it was just time. Time. Yeah. Yeah. You were sick and tired of yeah, being sick and tired. I was, most yep. definitely. I was. No, when you're talking about that, I could just totally relate because I just man took me right back to that that day. I was just like, no, I'm done. Yeah. No, I'm just like went to detox, you know. I'm done. This is And you it. just know. Yeah. Yeah. And you, and so yeah. would you would you maybe even say that, that if you can't put your finger on it and explain it, then that would be a spiritual thing, right? Yep, most yep. definitely. Because yes. I mean, like, yes. just, just like these two guys, I can, I can, I can relate. I mean, I went to jail, but that wasn't it because I've done that before, right? I've been, I've been in jail, and but I, I couldn't explain it either at, right. at the time. Like, like that was that was it. I was like, I, this is it. Yeah, yeah. That's and, it. No more. And people would ask me, well, "How did you quit?" I'm like, I don't. I just I was done. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So now I know that it was my you know, it was a spiritual thing that that drove me to stop. It had nothing to do with uh with anything else, you know what I mean? But like I said, I couldn't put my finger on it. I couldn't understand why I was so done after all these years. I was thirteen years on the streets. Mm-hmm. And and plus, you know, when I had my apartments I was drinking too. Um but then even though you you know, you couldn't stop before you, did you always have that desire i mean was that part of it or no not really 
Like you never had, and then just one day, it just, just one day, it was just like it was there. It was, <coughs> it was haunted. It was there, and I can honestly say it was His grace that brought me home. Mm-hmm. You know. Mm. Yep. And um, when I was on the streets, and I, I would tell people this numerous times that, you know how they say you walk with your demons when you're using, and yeah. that's the truth. Because there'd be times where I felt safer with them than I did with the Lord. Because they would tell me things like, you know, that I was safer with them if I was to turn to God. That things bad things would happen to me. Mm. You know, so yeah, yeah. very real. There's like fear and intimidation. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Trying to scare you. That's right. Um, mm. And that's the mm. that's the enemy's greatest weapon is deception. Yep. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Make you think you're stronger than yeah. <clears throat> yeah, definitely. Yeah. And I just, <clears throat> as you guys were talking just now, I just went back to that time when I went to <laughs> detox, and I knew I was done. You know, I was just done, and I was so happy. Like I was talking like nonstop when I got to detox. I was still, you know, still kind of drunk. Um, but I remember I was just talking to like the RT, you know, the glorified babysitter, the nurses, and I was just talking it up and just chatting it up, man. Cause I was happy cause I was done and I was in a place where I was going to get help. And I was just like talking like nonstop. And like the other people that were in detox, they thought I was working there cause they said I was like so happy and like so talkative. <laughs> and I was just like half shot and all happy that I was going to get help. <laughs> Finally get help. Oh, that's crazy. Um, so <laughs> quit cold turkey and then you detox by yourself. Was that crazy to go that through? Oh um, yeah. Talk about that, was a four, bit? that was four days. It was four days before I came clean off of and I mean, I still felt the effects, but the worst was the first four days. Oof. And I remember um I was at my daughter's house and I was sleeping in the back room, but like I said, um all of the darkness was still following me mm-hmm. and it followed me to her house. So I had a tough time trying to sleep. You know, things are bothering me at night and people try to say it's nightmares. It's not just that, you know, nah, it's beyond that. <laughs> yeah. And, um, Spirit. so I finally got up and I went and laid on a couch and she laid out a sheet from her Remember, she put a sheet on the couch cause I was sweating out bad, you know? Mm-hmm. And then after that, every so many hours, she'd be like, Mom, get up. I'm going to change the sheet because, man, I was sweating through that thing. Oh, wow. It was four days that it was just wicked. And I would never wish that upon anybody. Mm. Not only was I hungover, but I was coming off of my dope. So, yeah. Uh, so, yeah. Yeah, that just took me right back, <laughs> too. Um, where you're like, were you in that kind of state where you're like, you're so tired and you want to sleep, but then you're scared to go to sleep, yeah, too? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, and every little thing would wake me up, and, yep. you know, and it's like I didn't want to be left alone, but yet I wanted to be left alone, and, yeah. you know, and yeah. at the time I didn't have a partner, but yet I wanted to be held, and, you yeah. know, it was just, it was awful, it was awful. Oh, yeah, just all these mixed oh, emotions. Oh, man, yeah. And, you didn't make it to the ER or anything? No, no, I refused to, like, and she even was like, Mom, let me go get you an MD, and I was like, no, no, I'm not, and for some reason I didn't want to, because I knew that if I did that, you just take off. I would, yeah. <coughs> I would definitely start drinking again. Man, that's pretty powerful just to, like, have that resolve. It's like, no, I'm done. I'm going to go through this. Yeah. And uh, back then, I didn't really think about it like that. But, yeah, it, it was a tough period. Those four days were tough for me. Man. I don't think I, like I said, would ever want to wish that upon my, any of my enemies. Mm. Not yeah, so. that's... And back then, too, I was slamming, you know. I was yeah. using a needle, so... Mm. So the high was really extreme. Yeah. 
come downs are a lot worse. Oh, yeah. <laughs> really? Mm. I think, like, I, that, the reason why I asked you, like, for me, like, when I went, like, the last few months of my use, like, I knew I was done because, like, I would end up in the hospital with my, like, I never, like, even, like, when I had my experience, like, I left my body. And then when I went to treatment, like, I got to treatment, and, man, you know, like, I still did dope the morning and didn't have alcohol, like, so everything started kicking in, but also my heart. Like, man, like, they took me to, I think I made it to hospital, like, two two or three times, well, that first week of treatment. And I never got nothing, but I just, man, they let me sleep for that first week. Oh, wow. Wow. But that's why I asked you, like, yeah. you never made it to the hospital, because I, I mean. No, well, one time my kids came to the, they came to the park, and it was funny, is they came over to check up on me and they were like when are you gonna quit mom you know kind of that that sort of thing and i said oh, i'll tell you what i said you know you guys give me a, bl- a bed date at remark and i'll go you know just to get them off my back you know yeah. mm-hmm. anything anything of it a couple of weeks later you know, i was walking down the street with a bottle and they come rolling up on me like, let's go <laughs> <laughs> we got a bed sometimes <laughs> 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 it give me that bottle yeah. i was really chugging it too but yeah but i didn't i only said that just to Give them a peace of mind. Yeah. I really mm. didn't do it for myself. So when I got me to Rimrock, I was really half shot because I chucked the hell out of my bottle before I went, you know. Mm-hmm. And then um, they put me in, they put me in detox. I was on Valium for two days. They told my kids four days. They let me. They released me in two. Mm. So the minute I was out the door, I was right back to the gas station. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, that's tough. Yeah, that's tough. So from there, detox for four days. Um, then what did you do to start changing? What did you start doing differently to like kind of keep your recovery going? Okay. So when I, after the four days, you know, after I started to feel human again, mm-hmm. um, I had my own room. So I sat down and, and it's funny you brought this up because I even tell this to my clients. I worked down in, at the Crone, um, well, it's Absalaga Healing now. It used to be Cronation Recovery. Oh, okay. Um, what I did was that I pulled out a piece of paper and I wrote down five goals of where I wanted to be in five years, mm, mm-hmm. you know, and from that point on, I just, I just started. Uh, what I did, well, on my list, it had find a church, so yeah. that was the first thing I did. Yeah, I went from church to church in Crow. I was kind of church hopping, you know. Yeah, I yeah. you go yeah, yeah, hopping. Yeah, yeah. 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 yeah, I was church hopping. So I went church to church, and I tried to figure out, you know, just getting the feel of what I wanted, you know. Mm-hmm. And I found my home church, and I've been there since. It's been six years. Wow. So yeah. That's it. Really started to um, my the strength of God was really implanted. Then, mm-hmm. then not soon after that, I was I had myself baptized. Yep, I gave myself to the Lord. Mm-hmm. You know, and then I realized that I could not do this without God. Mm. All these years, all these attempts, I tried to do it alone, and. I would always tell my clients, I know that sounds cliche, you know, those the 12 steps. I said, that's really true. I said, you need to give yourself up to God. Yeah. You can't do it without him. You have to have that higher power. Yep. But yeah. So, yeah, like I said, I give all the glory to God. I would not be here without him. For sure. And cliche, they wouldn't be cliches if they weren't true. Right. Yeah. Um, cliches <laughs> are true. I think that's what bothers because they are so true. Yeah. But I wanted to apologize too. Remember when you put your post up on Facebook and oh, then I put I this real long. <laughs> I was being funny. <laughs> what happened? 
was like, man, this guy. And I was like, no, we're not going to put Randy Johns down. They were like, why not? It's like, it's like 10 words. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I was trying to use it on jackets. I was like, sure, just take the whole bag. <laughs> no, we had, a, we had a contest because our the name of our, our center is called Crow Nation Recovery. Oh, yeah. So we got a new director. Her name is Avis Garcia, and she wanted to... Uh, rebrand. She wanted oh, okay. a new name. So we put this post up on Facebook, you know, uh, you know, 50 bucks to whoever wins, you know, give us, you know, for, you know, nominate some oh, people. Oh, I think I've seen that. So yeah. anyways, this guy, what the <laughs> hell? What the hell did you put under that time? like Crow Nation Health and Wellness. Uh, holistic. Uh, holistic. <laughs> holistic. It was like, it was like Nation Holistic and Wellness. <laughs> Medicine world. <laughs> Used a whole bunch of words. <laughs> the like, Latter Day Saints. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that had to do with like health and wellness, uh, <laughs> like recovery. <laughs> <laughs> well, if you go back and check that out. <clears throat> Those kind of words that you don't use in everyday language. Podcast words. Yeah, when you're trying to sound super intelligent. Super smart. Oh, he's a reader. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know this guy, but he reads. Yeah. Let's use that. <laughs> I don't know what it means, but it sounds really smart. <laughs> Nobody. Have, you guys, like have you guys watched Fresh Prince of Bel Air? <laughs> oh, yeah. He's using school words again. <laughs> they take him to the hood. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Like nobody knows what it means, but it's provocative and gets the people going. <laughs> that dodgeball, or which one is it? That's uh, oh, that ice skating one. I forget what it's called. <laughs> but it's provocative. Blades of Glory. Blades, Blades of, of Glory. glory yeah. Yeah. Nobody knows what it means, but it's provocative and gets the people going. <laughs> no, I can totally relate to that. Um, setting the goals. Mine that was huge for me early on in recovery, which um which we started right around the same time. So mine was right, the ninth, right. and you said yours twenty first. Yeah. Not twenty second. Twenty second yeah, of ours September. Close yeah, our sobriety date. Twenty second. Yeah, twenty mm-hmm. second. I started on the ninth. Um, but yeah, early on, like attainable goals. Like I learned right. about that when I was in treatment, and that's what like my counselor pushed that attainable goals, attainable goals, always telling us about attainable, set some goals and you'll find purpose in, in that. And blah, blah, blah. So that's what I did. I was like, okay, boom, I came out and I'm going to 90, 90, I'm going to get to 60 days. And I got to 60 days and I was like, all right, I'm going to get to 90 days. And I got to 90 yeah. days and I was like, I'm going to get to six months, you know, just like that, yep, just yep, setting yep. goals, attainable goals that yep. I could reach. So I remember I got to two months and I was like, yes, yeah. you know, yeah. that was huge for me. Yeah. Yeah, I went and got my coins. I still got them. Uh, after I got my year coin, I quit collecting coins. Huh? And I was like, okay, I got the formula. I know what I need to do. I gave you five year coins right there. Oh, yeah, this guy gave me a five year coin. Nice. Somewhere. It's right there. Somewhere. Is, that, is this that, uh, that it has like a cut out little hand that's like five fingers? <laughs> it's five years. Like a high five? High five, yeah. Dang, that's cool, man. Like, I don't, even, too, I don't even know what it says on there. You guys are like three days sobriety date, huh? We're like a week. 12. Or or 12? Mine's on the 22nd. 13 days, yeah. Oh, I thought you said 19th and hers is 22nd. No, I'm the 9th. Oh, I might have said 19th. Okay. Sometimes I do See, that. that's yeah. kind of cool. You guys, yours was 2014 too? 2015. 2015. Okay. Mine was 2015. Oh, yours is 2015? Mm-hmm. Okay. So I think I was already 
you're already like six, seven months into it. Yeah, I was trying to make it to six months. I remember yeah. that. But like, I, I was kind of like, like that. Almost two years into it, right? Yeah. Wow. I was kind of like JC too, though. Like, I just kind of knew like everything was. I think for me, like, I wanted to see how long I, like, I remember seeing like this certain person, right? Like, and I wanted a, like, he was at a year. Oh yeah, I'm like yeah. man, I've never had a year before. Right. Yeah. And I was right about the six month mark. Right. Yeah. But I've always like that's been like the yeah your goal yeah, yeah. so yeah, yeah. cool yep. right on right on. Uh, so what do you do today to like make sure that your recovery is intact? What's well, kind of your formula? Well, actually, you know, um, right now I am currently working as an addiction addictions counselor mm. and that is my form of therapy yeah you know when i'm working with the clients and sitting in on my groups and stuff yeah. and it's just awesome to just get them to share yeah. and as i'm listening to them you know it's just and then not only that i like to um i still go to church you know that, mm-hmm. that is my form of therapy and, that, and i know this sounds funny but I'm, I, I don't know if i'm the only one that does it but I'll, I'll get in the car by myself and i'll take a long drive yep you know, yes, guilty. And I, I love it. No. I'll, I'll turn on my music, or sometimes I'll, I'll, I'll turn nothing on. Yep. You know, yeah. and I'll just yeah. pray. Mm-hmm. You know, and then when I'm good, and I'll turn my music back on, and I just mm-hmm. love that solitude, yep. that alone time away from the chaos. So yeah, it's my therapy right there. Yep, and that's I think we all of us here we utilize that. That's as what well. I was gonna say. Yeah, it's like that's the, crazy. Like love to be alone. I do. Yeah. I do. I love my like solitude. Comfortable in your own yep, skin, right? Exactly. Like, yeah. I'll, I'll even go to the movies by myself yeah. if I have to. You know. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And and back then, back when in the beginning, I was afraid to do stuff like that. Yeah. You know, but now I'm just I get myself out of the comfort zone. And then I, you know, I pat myself on the back. I'm like, oh, man, I'm proud of you. You know, you just yeah. did that, you know, by yourself. But, yeah. yeah. So I try to challenge myself on little things like that. Man, that's awesome. Yeah, yeah. just that cruising therapy. Yeah, I, I love it. I yeah. really do. Because, like, I use it, like, if I'm really pissed off, I'll go for a cruise yeah, and I'll just too. cuss. <laughs> I'll turn on some Tupac and say all the explicit words and even more and cuss out whoever I'm mad at. And then I'll pray, you know, and then I'll probably turn on some hill song after that. Turn on some praise and worship and cruise around and pray. <laughs> Did you see that one meme? <laughs> and like I hate it when I get in the car and I'm singing the lyrics to the song and somebody calls me. I'm like, uh, what the hell? I'm in the studio right now. <laughs> <laughs> I thought you butchered that meme, but uh, like, yeah, you know, no, no, I get like, it. I'm I get in the studio it. right now. What? What? Then you got to play the song over yeah. again? Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. Try to find that vibe again. Yeah. Yeah. As soon as they hang up, then the music starts again. Like, hey. Take two. Take two. Yeah. Fifteen takes. I didn't hear a difference in one of them, man. You tell them, Garnon. I'm in Valenzuela with our dad's last day. We can't just cut it in half. <laughs> So, um, you are officially off the hot seat. Would you, do you have any questions for us? Um, hmm. well, actually nothing comes to mind right now. I watch this when I walk out the door. I know I'm going to no. be like, darn it. I should ask those guys. Ask them this, this, and right, this. Right. No, but um, I just, I just, I do want to say that, you know, I'm really proud of what you guys are doing. That's awesome. Mm-hmm. And, um, yeah. 
be saying some prayers for you guys. Yeah, I really appreciate awesome. that. Yeah. Um, I guess my last question would be just to kind of open it up to you. You can jump on your soapbox. What is your message out there, like your sermon or your just kind of your soapbox to say to someone that's just now in recovery, you know, they're just now walking the red road, maybe some do's and don'ts? I would say don't be too hard on yourself. Mm. You're only human, you know, and you're important. Yeah. Don't forget who's number one. Yeah, for sure. Never let your guard down. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Never let your guard down because your addiction's ready to sneak yeah, in there. No matter how many years you got under your belt. And that's nuts, huh? Yeah. I think that's crazy. Like, that's what I get out of you. Like, like you sharing your story is like, in order for us to be successful in recovery, like, we do have to come first. Yep. We do. You know, you have to, it's, it's like, you can't become, like, I can't become a body trainer if I never go through it on my own. Like, no. does that, you know mm-hmm. what I mean? Like, I can't. Now I got to get back into that vibe again. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. You, like, you can't be the best father until yeah. you fix you. Exactly. You know? Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. And I really like what you said, too. And you said, like, what like what was the decision when you wanted to quit? And you said, I did it for myself. Yeah. I was, had to. That's I what done. everybody, you know, all, all everybody here in this room and everybody else that's walking the red road that got any time under their belt. It's like, I did it for myself. Yep. Number one. You have to be selfish. Yeah. Because, you know, the bottom line is is no matter where you go, there you are. Yep. yep. Exactly. Yep. Exactly. You can't hide from yourself. Sure. And I think, like, it, your story kind of reminded me of this person that I was working with. And I was like, okay, well, meet me here. Gave him a date the next day at the time, right? And then mm-hmm. when I showed up, that person was there way before I even showed Because I showed up early. Yeah, and that person that is sitting there, and I'm like, okay, this person is serious. Yep, you know, like yeah. you yeah. can see the ones that are like, okay, like I got to do this. Mm-hmm. Yep, versus the ones that are like, man, I just want to, you know, they right. have all the answers. Right. Yeah, I want to do this. Want to? They, they're smooth talkers. Yep. But then it's those ones that are like, man, they're like they made that decision. Right. They show up. Yeah, um. and I think that's powerful. And yours, like, I did my last hurrah, and I was good. I was yeah. Done. And, you know, with, like, my clients and stuff, when you ask about the therapy, I'm still learning. You know, yeah. every day I'm learning. Mm-hmm. You know, sometimes my clients will tell me something. I'm like, hey, that makes sense, you know. Uh, mm-hmm. Oh, wow, you know. Okay, you know, I'm starting to understand you. But, yeah, every day is, every day is a learning experience for me over there. Uh, right on. Oh. <laughs> 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 we well, gotta find that sound effect, bro. Yeah, yeah, sound, some kind of <laughs> static sound effect. Um, now you ain't gonna lift that down, is it? Uh, <laughs> no. Even in the group text, I'll say something and they'll be like, and welcome to the vague show. <laughs> <laughs> That's that's uh that's ra- two of them. Ra- his randyisms <laughs> tries to say, or you know, he tries to uh, what, basically like a quote or something, yeah. and just butchers it. <laughs> that was <laughs> one. So just because you're standing in a car doesn't make you a garage. <laughs> and you know what's funny is we we get it. Oh, oh yeah, yeah. 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 <laughs> 
You're right. <laughs> preach it. <laughs> preach it, preach it. <laughs> and the other thing he likes to do is, uh, is, like, just give these weird, vague answers. Like, where did you go to get your glasses? Remember my Starbucks? <laughs> <laughs> that was a good one. There's only, like, 50 of them. <laughs> Over there by Starbucks. <laughs> oh. oh. <laughs> He's the host of the vague show. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Right on, right on. Man, very good episode. And I want to personally thank you, Ada, for coming in, taking time out of your busy schedule. And thank you yes. guys for driving for up me. here. It was an honor. Yep. You are really always good. welcome to come back anytime awesome. you want to come in and chop it up and yep. next, tell, us, tell us some more lies. Right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, next time we'll just pick up a topic and then we'll just get your perspective on a topic. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Well, maybe <laughs> well, be thank lies. you for having me, guys. That was fun. All right. Aho. 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 Hey. All right. Hey, Miss Morrison hi. has left the building. She gone. And we'll go she around gone. the home. <laughs> she got one from uh, from Duck Dynasty. Yeah, okay. I used to watch that all the time. Those are redneck guys. That, yeah. yeah. Hey. She gone. Hey. Um, so reactions, initial reflections, reactions to the thing. I'll start with Randy. I think what, like what struck me most about her story was like, man, she made the decision to quit. Mm-hmm. And that just eliminates all the excuses that I had for myself. Like, you know what I mean? Yeah. Because here's somebody who she said that she spent 13 years on the streets. Mm. After 13 years, just decided like the day before, like, man, you know what? I'm done. Yeah. Did it, you know, did her last hurrah. And mm-hmm. the next day, like, remembered what she said still, even in the depth of her youth. Yeah, she still she started getting that resolve. Yeah, and she was like, she was really done, and that just like threw out every excuse. And just, not only does it show you the strength of the addiction, it also shows you the strength of the person that is seeking recovery. Yep. Because as bad as we're lost, like as bad as we are, caught up in our addiction. Yeah. We can also take that negative energy and turn it into something positive, and I think a lot of us. Like, for me, like, I know, like, I've lost sight of that so many times. Yeah. You know? Mm-hmm. Like, it's just a decision. Yep. Once you make that decision, the right decision, then you got to take steps to follow through with it. Exactly. To follow no through. Matter, no matter how hard it gets. Yep. Yeah, recovery's in the follow through. And then, like, with her, it was like, she not only was she having that, uh, withdrawals from alcohol. She was also coming down from meth mm-hmm. as an IV user. Oof. Like that's a double dose. Like because I know how I felt. Like when I started. Like before I got tossed in on my last hurrah. Like man, I was either drunk or high. Mm-hmm. There was no in between. And man, I got to the point where I could not sleep because I was scared that I would not wake up. Yep. Mm-hmm. Are those times when I would leave the house and go walk the side of the highway looking for something. Yeah. Because I couldn't, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like I couldn't handle not having the alcohol. Yep. So, yeah, man, like seeing her her story and her, and her like overcoming that just shows me the strength and the determination 
that she has inside. Word. What you favorite Indian? Mm. 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 Go to <laughs> Ditto. Ditto. <laughs> no, you, well, I, one of the things that jumped out on me is that first she said she didn't know why. You know, she said she couldn't put her finger on it. Yeah. And to me, whatever made her, you know, how do you get to that point where you say, I decide? Yeah. Right? Like after so many years of doing that. Yeah. And to me, it sounded like divine intervention. Yep. Yes. I mean, and I, I know for me personally, like I've never seen, you know, a pillar of fire or the burning bush. Yeah. yeah. Or the clouds didn't open up and say, go forth and sin no more, you know, something like that. Repent. But there was a message. There was a, there was that, there was that, um, still small voice. Still, yeah. Something that, and it, and it, I know, like, there was a time when I, when I was, like, I could hear my voice in my head, but it was saying things that I wouldn't say, right? Yep. Yes. Yep. So, there's that, but then there's also this this like unheard kind of thing, unspoken. We'll, yeah. we'll say we'll say it was unspoken in that. I think maybe the message that she received from her higher power was that, okay, now you you can make that decision, and I got you. Mm-hmm. Because the other thing that jumped out at me was listening to her, you know, talk about how she detoxed. Yeah, and that just brought back so many horrifying memories. Mm-hmm. That for me is one of the biggest things uh, that I think about. Like as far as uh, intervention thought. Yep. Deterrent. Is, yeah, deterrent is like, man, I know what that's like to just feel. Ugh. Yep. Just coming down is the hardest thing to do. Yes. Yeah. So, and listening to her, and but she went through it, and she made it through, and. To me, I think, you know, there was, like like I said, I don't think it was, like, explicit message. Yeah. Specific message or anything like that, but that she knew maybe on some level that she could get through that. Mm-hmm. So just to keep going, don't don't let your daughter go get that bottle. Yeah. yeah. You know, don't, don't you know, succumb like to Like nothing the, was going to sway her from the decision yeah, she made. Yeah, and, and oh. even, even now, you know, like when we were listening to her, she said she didn't know what it was, but I, that's what I believe. Yeah. And I'm not trying to put words in her mouth or anything like that. Yeah. But that's just what I got from it. Yeah. It's like that spiritual warfare, but at the same time when we go straight to the source, then we, then we're good. Yeah. It, won't, it might not be easy, mm. but it will be possible. Yeah. Yep. <clears throat> um yeah, everything you guys said and just like just to kind of piggyback off of both what you guys said but like that resolve like she had it. Yes. On that day, she called her daughter and was like, come pick me up. And her daughter was like, when? Tomorrow. This time, are you for reals? And like, yeah, I'm for reals this time. Like, boom. And then, you know, last hurrah. Then came and got picked up. And then just to have that resolve through that detox. Um, <clears throat> man, I just, like, took me right back to, like, when I went, you know, when I went to detox. Like I said, I was happy. I was talking it up with everybody. <laughs> And then, but then once the alcohol wore off, you know, and then started the, the cold sweats and the anxiety through the roof and stuff. <clears throat> but I was like, I didn't want to leave. I could have got up and left. Yeah. Like, screw this. I'm going to get a bottle. Um, and then they came to me on that third day. I was like, you want to go to detail? You want to go to treatment? 
And like they asked me almost like reluctantly, um, like I was going to say no. Yeah. You know, and they asked me, so do you want to you go to treatment from here? And I said, hell yeah. I said, sign me up. Let's go, man. Let's go. I want to go to treatment. And they're like, oh, okay. And then they started the paperwork. And um, so that's where it took me hearing her story. It was just like, yeah, I got to keep that fresh. You know, definitely like that. Like you talked about the deterrent. JC, um, same thing, man. Whenever I get like a euphoric recall, I get triggered because it still happens. I go back to that, that right before I went into detox and when I was in the detox and just thinking that hangover, just thinking the hangover now is enough of a deterrent to be like, ah, screw that thought, man. Get away from me. Not today, ISIS. Um, <laughs> what, what did you say? So not today, ISIS. <laughs> That's what I thought you said. Yeah. I was like, the ISIS <laughs> trying to get in my head, make me relapse. So I always rebuke ISIS. Oh, damn. <laughs> damn them ISIS. I know. Aren't they even a thing anymore? They, they are, but I think they changed their name. Oh. Just somebody still has ISIS in it, I think. But, but you know, <laughs> I, I, I think, I don't think hangover is even a strong enough word. Wow. For that feeling. Mm. That was... Ugh. Yeah, that was something... Yeah, we got to think of a stronger word. Yeah, that was that's next level coming down. I mean, you guys... I don't have to explain the darkness. To preaching yeah. to the choir here, but uh, but just real quick, you know, one more one more thing that I think is worth mentioning is that, you know, listening to your stories that her, her, her kids and her family didn't give up on her. Yeah. And so I think, you know, it kind of strengthens my resolve not to give up on anybody else. Ooh, yeah. Just to keep praying. I mean, man, we, we have to mm-hmm. give we have to give it to God first and foremost. And yeah. should we be the vessel? Mm-hmm. And, you know, that's what we always pray for. Yeah, kind of like what her dad said was like, it was the prayers yeah, that should, brought you back. Should we be part of that recovery process for somebody else and... And I'm all for it, but Man. not to give up on even the worst of the worst because you never know what might yeah. just tip them over that. Yeah, because man, you're preaching to me, man. Because I want so many, so many times I just want to give up on people. It's like, yeah, <laughs> dude, that's bad. what I was just now thinking. I'm like, man, I feel convicted. Yeah. I'm like, yeah, we well, I wasn't. I didn't know that. I'm just trying to like, <laughs> no, 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 it's, no like, I, it's good, like because. I think that that's like the power of conviction, though. It's like it, it's uh, there's condemnation and then there's there's conviction, mm-hmm. and conviction is to really like it, it. It convicts you, like oh, okay, there's hope there. Yeah. Like keep hope alive. You know what I mean? Like because yeah. you know? like what I thought was like, man, I need to pray more for your people. Instead yeah. of trying to give up on them and think bad about them, it's like, man, I, I just need to start praying for yeah. them. Yeah, and, like, it's, like, because I'm, like, it's so easy to be, like, man, you're never going to change. You're always going to be like this. And I know we have several, like, all of us have, like, people yeah. connected to us that are super close that are still out there active. Yep. Yeah. But it's always easy to give up on your loved ones. Mm. You know what I mean? Like, it, it, like easy, like, oh, you'll never change. Yeah. Well, I, I think it, it, it becomes easy to kind of, halfway give up because it's hard to try to carry them. It's hard to kind of continuously be there. Yeah. Yeah. Be that beacon, be that lighthouse. I think like what I say is like, it's like a broken heart syndrome. Mm. You're tired of your heart being broken. Yeah. And family breaks our hearts, right? Like, and it's, that one just came. 
You yep. guys can have that for free. Yeah. I wrote but, it down. <laughs> but like, you know what I mean though? Like yeah. for me, I know like for me, that's how I am. It's like, it hurts. So it's like, it's easy. Like what she said, it's easier for me to just forget about it. I'm not using or drinking, but out of sight, out of mind. Yep. Yeah. There you go. Yeah. No, all good things, man. So if you got a loved one out there that's still in their addiction, man, get, get on your knees and pray for them. And we'll be praying for them. Uh, yes. I always send out those kind of general prayers for everybody that's still in their addiction. All those that have gone back out, you know, I always throw that out there in my prayers, too. So yeah. I'll be praying for them. Um, yeah, definitely a good episode. We don't yes. know their name, but God knows who they are. Yes. Yep, for sure. Yeah, because I know us three won't be sitting here if it wasn't for them prayers. Yes. Absolutely. Yep, 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 yep. Right on. So that was a really good episode. Um, episode 59, that's a wrap. Buck Williams Jr. Episode. <laughs> <laughs> the Kasem who again? I forgot. Casey Kasem. I'm Casey Kasem. <laughs> <laughs> All right, then, well. Doses. Episode 60 will be back next week uh, Better than ever We love you guys, we appreciate you guys Tell everybody about us, especially that cousin That owes you money Uh, We'll find them for you Alright, peace out Chinook Fire, aka Mo Hugs Not Drugs. Thanks for tuning in. Peace.